I think I'm going to press that red button. Oh, excellent. It's good to be back. Good to be back recording this DSW episode. Indeed, indeed. It has been far too long. <laughs> yes, yes. I have been thoroughly surprised. I've been thoroughly surprised by the the bubble of 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 married life that has surrounded me for the last several months <laughs> where my whole life becomes very small and my friends become very far and i become very boring and so i'm glad i have you to 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 keep me interesting <laughs> and keep me excited <laughs> i don't think i've been doing a very good job if that's the goal cuz i've been no. in the <laughs> bubble of engaged life and finishing oh. out the semester of school and all the fun oh, things man. along with that. You got it doubly bad then. That's that's <laughs> yeah. plenty. Because, <laughs> of course, the, the semester I get engaged also be, happens to be the semester where I take the most credit hours and ITA <laughs> for 20 hours a week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How do you even maintain a relationship in this state? <laughs> I don't even know. Let's just say there were some very late nights. <laughs> The fact that you have time to record an episode of Dice W, it surprises me more than more than just about anything else that I've seen lately. It's amazing. <laughs> well, the fact is, it's at the end of the semester, so I now have the time I did not have before. Right, right. I'm going to use that excuse for why we haven't done this, but it's probably not a very good one. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I don't know if the, the listeners agree, though. We'll see if they write an open rebellion to my actions, but... <laughs> yes, yes. We should mention, though, that fortune was upon us. Fate, you might say, actually. Mm, that indeed, indeed. <laughs> we ended up <laughs> talking in person to each other about recording this episode. Do Do you want to explain the details of said event yes 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 this is a a mightily rare occurrence um (laughs) us meeting in person i mean as as the universe shifts more and more towards individual capsules of of isolation (laughs) um (laughs) us meeting in person was a big deal this weekend there was a large comic book convention that my wife really likes attending and so we attended uh, we were all dressed up. We actually that day we had um, my sister with us, and we were partying it up, taking a look at all the artwork. And um, I was up on a up on an upper balcony, and I and I I happened to glance down near near where my uh, family was, and I happened to see a familiar face one <laughs> one that has brought me much joy and 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 much much happiness in my life. And I got very excited because it was David. He was just below me. <laughs> so I ran down the elevator and then we chatted for like, I don't know, like five, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was great. <laughs> One thing listeners have to understand as well is to give you some context, um, Aaron and his family were dressed up like Avatar, the last Airbender characters. Mm-hmm. So Aaron was in a sweet Zuko, I believe, outfit, if I'm not mistaken, was who you were. Slightly mistaken, but yes. <laughs> and uh, I was not dressed up because I do not go to comic comic book conventions very often. So I was in like a bun button up shirt, slacks, 
<laughs> yeah, he, he, listeners, he looked how he always looks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no difference. <laughs> no, not a, not a single difference. I, I, the the day that that David dresses up in a costume for a, a comic book event is is the day that I know the world is ending, um, <laughs> because that is not a thing that will happen in my lifetime. <laughs> So to explain why I was there, I, I have a good friend that really wanted to go, and I had never gone before, and so he, he wrote me into going with him, and so just so I could say I had gone, and now I can say I have gone, <laughs> and that's, that's it. You, got the, you can check that, that box off your list. You yep. got the bragging rights now. You're, you're good to go. Yes. <laughs> I do not see myself going again in the near future. But it was interesting to say the least, and seeing Aaron there was definitely the highlight of the event, in my opinion. Yeah, thanks, David. <laughs> You're welcome, good sir. Do you, do, do you perceive any chance of you ever attending with your fiance that will be your wife soon? No, <laughs> we not, are not a chance. We're not those type of people. <laughs> Oh, I see, I see, I see. Not, not at all. She's like zero. She's like, she's like zero interest. She, she like might you. be less interest than me, actually. To what? be honest, so <laughs> I did not know that was possible. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're just those boring people that don't go to things like that. But <laughs> noted. I will try not to ever invite you guys. <laughs> well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> Anyways, but while we were there, that's when we could finally coordinate, since it was kind of the end of the semester for me, and we were mm-hmm. there in person, we could finally figure out a time that we could do DOS W again. So mm-hmm. at the very least, I should be thanking this convention for bringing us together so that we could record DOS W again, you know? Indeed. Indeed. It, it was a blessing in disguise <laughs> for you, my friend. <laughs> Um, anyways, so this actually leads interestingly into the first thing I wanted to talk to you about after this, okay, okay. this long break. Strangely, this is the first thing that came to mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen the new Spider-Verse movie? I have indeed. This was... Okay. Good. This was... Uh, I, I got to watch it with my, my wife's sister. They wanted to watch it, so we watched mm. it couple nights ago so this is really this is really good and timely i i I appreciate this so okay so first question overall opinion did you like it um how do i put this probably my favorite spider-man movie to date okay i really liked it it was i got done with that movie and i was like man that was the best spider-man movie i think i've ever seen it was enough of the same but enough different Right, but I just I just really liked it. I just really liked it. Okay, how did how did how did you feel about it? I loved it as well. So it's a good thing we're in agreement <laughs> on this. We won't have to worry about petty arguments about the qualities of this movie, and <laughs> we can focus on the deep, interesting aspects of it that I find indeed incredibly indeed. insightful. Yes, yes, I am really glad to hear that she said like <laughs> I was I was worried. I was like I really liked it and then like oh no, David's going to hate it and and then we're going to have to disagree about this thing and uh, but you liked it. Okay. So, oh good. So, deeper topic. How how do do tell. 
Give me okay. your deeper thoughts on this. So Sh- should we give a spoiler warning at this moment? Uh yeah, probably. There's probably gonna okay. be some spoilers coming up. So if you don't want spoilers, skip about I don't know, fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Just try and guesstimate on your, your podcast playback recording device, whatever it is. Just right, right. Skip forward a little bit. Maybe. Perhaps we could put it in the show notes, perhaps after it's complete. <laughs> True. Skip to this time. <laughs> okay, anyways. Okay. Anyways, you've spoilers out, so hopefully you've okay. taken proper action, listener, if you have not seen this movie. Yes. And if you have not seen this movie, yes. go watch it. I don't know why you haven't watched it yet, because it's amazing. So just go do Seriously. it. Seriously. We both liked it, and that means... It's pretty much a guarantee that you'll probably <laughs> like it. So, like, if you enjoy listening to us, then you probably will enjoy this movie. That <laughs> direct correlation. That is that. That would be an interesting correlation to test. I would be very interested in this. If you're do the kind of listen? nerdy person that wants to listen to our podcast, then you probably will enjoy this nerdy <laughs> comic book movie. Anyways. <laughs> yes. 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 We should get some stats sometime. Anyways. Yes. Anyways. Spoilers out. So now we can talk about the interesting things. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that really stuck out to me, and to anyone that hopefully sees this movie, should be aware of, is the animation style. It's just incredible, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And given my background in computer vision and 3D graphics, I actually looked into some of the effects they were using for making the 3D animation. Um, hopefully yeah. people understood that it's a a 3D graphics engine. So everything's made in 3D, but it's rendered in a certain way that gives it the comic book feel. And there was this, this video that uh, Wired put out. I'll put it in the show notes um, where they interviewed oh, some of the the people that made the movie and some of the aspects that went into it. And there's some really cool things they did to uh, make it have that comic book feel. Um, the first thing was how they dealt with focus. Okay. If you if you go back and watch the movie, okay, in a traditional 3D movie or just any movie, right? Um, when you have the camera, there's things that are in focus and out of focus, right? Which so they're blurry or um, not blurry right. depending yeah, on where yeah. they're at in the scene. Um, it's just yeah, it's just regular focusing. You can only focus on oops, you can only focus on one thing at a time. So like, right. And so actually, in 3D graphics engines, they have to simulate that because the the perfect camera in the computer, right? The simulated camera can see everything. It doesn't have a focus, <laughs> non-focus. So they simulate that effect, right? Right. So what they did in this one is instead of doing focus, non-focus, they actually took color channels and they offset uh... them the more out of focus they were. So it, do- it doesn't get blurry. It gets like color smeared has this really interesting effect. So if you just take like a still frame of some of the shots, things that are mm-hmm. out of focus and aren't blurred, they're like smeared and offset in color. What? Really? And that's exactly what kind of happens in comic books. If like the page gets printed kind of offset, not quite lined up, you get kind of those color dots in certain areas. Um, yeah, yeah. And so it, it, it recreates the feel of a comic book. So they, they huh. redesigned the rendering engine to account for that effect and instead of doing unfocused it does color smearing basically color offsetting wow that's pretty cool <laughs> yeah so it's like i didn't notice that 
And I, I, and you don't notice the first time you watch it, but I got to see it a second time with my fiance because she hadn't seen it before. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. really yeah. cool how they accounted for that when you go back and you look at all the scenes. Because it's true. None of the scenes are ever truly out of focus. You just have this effect that kind of gives that feel, but it still looks like a comic book. Right, right. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I have to have to agree. The, the animation style on that movie is very... I don't know, like very just engaging. Like it's very interesting to to look at and to watch the movie because it's just like I don't know, it's just not boring. It's not like every right. other movie. It's 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 got a whole different feel to it. Although I think I did have the 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 did did you watch it on one of the stupid enhanced TVs that we talked about last time? <laughs> that was the next thing I was gonna bring it up. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I had to watch it on and. I wanted to know if the experience is better on a regular TV. Did you happen to watch it on a regular TV? So this goes back to our discussion because I did watch it on my fiance's TV, but I had personally turned off that enhancement feature because <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I would say, yes, it definitely is better. So this is something okay. kind of follow up to that. Cause remember how we were talking about, well, is frame rate really something that, that matters or is this something that's an artifact of historical use we're used to that frame right. rate because we always use that frame rate etc yeah but after watching spider-verse i'm more convinced that it is an artistic tool because what they mm. did looking at um that video again um one thing they did was they dealt with the frame rates in a really interesting way so it, it's in mm-hmm. the standard 20 frames per sec, 24 frames per second or 30 frames per second. I'm not quite sure which one, but mm-hmm. either way, it's yeah. not the enhanced 60 frames per second the, type stuff, right? Yeah. And the, the trash, <laughs> much frame rate, <laughs> yes. frame rate. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so what they did <laughs> is instead of animating um, Miles, right? The, the new Spider-Man kid, for those that haven't seen it, instead of animating him every frame every one of the 30 frames they actually drop his frame rate down to 15 frames per second so they only animate him or change his his pose every other frame okay but they still move him every single frame so he might be moving in a direction but he's holding the same pose for two frames before he switches positions and then moves two frames and then switches position and move two frames so they call it an on two effect and what that does is it gives the character the feeling of being more static, which makes sense if yeah. it's trying to simulate a comic book. It has a more static feeling. Even though he's consistently moving, because his pose doesn't change, he he feels more frozen in time as he moves along. Hmm. Interesting. The really cool thing is there's that scene where him and Peter B. Parker, the the Spider-Man from the other universe, right? They're yeah. trying to escape from Dr. <laughs> yeah. Ock from that laboratory, right? And they're holding that computer, right? And they're running through the snowfields yeah. for all the scientists. Anyways, um, what they did in that scene is they actually alternate frame rates. So they're both on twos, but Peter's on two is different than Miles on two. So Peter will change his pose, oh. move two. After Peter has moved one, then Miles will change his pose and then move two. So they're offset the entire time. So it makes them feel right. like they're moving faster. Because someone's always changing pose, even though they're only moving one frame relative to themselves. But relative to each other, 
They're moving every single frame. Huh. Huh. And so they use that as an artistic tool. And then by the end of that scene, when they're getting in sync and they've escaped and right, he's teaching them how to actually swing and stuff. Their frame weights actually right. match at that point, And their animations are then on the same uh, frames. They're on twos are on the same frames. Interesting. And so that by itself convinces me more that there is more artistic styling to frame rates than just this historical aspect of it. Right. That you right. can actually use it as an artistic tool. Right. It's not so much, not so much like a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That's interesting. I wonder, cause with the enhanced TV, I felt like everything was really choppy and weird. Mm. And now I'm wondering if it would have felt the same way because that was my wife's biggest complaint about the show was that like the animation style was weird. Like it, it, it pulled her out of it. Hmm. I like, I accepted it after a little while. Like it took me a few minutes to get into it. And I don't know how much of that was the enhanced TV and how much of that was just like, how much of that was that styling that you're talking about. But my wife said it really pulled her out of the, of the show and, and caused her problems. And so I wonder, hmm. I'd be curious. I, I almost kind of want to watch it with it because the the way those enhancements work is usually they're predicting, right? They're kind of predicting where the objects are moving. Right. Where if you're only animating every other frame, you're trying to take something that's 15 frames per second to 60 frames per second, right? Because it's only on twos for this character. <laughs> right. So maybe yeah. it's having really choppy movements because it doesn't know what's existing in those other frames. Okay. If that makes any sense. So it might be an artifact of the the TV trying to overcompensate for it, but I don't know. Huh. I'd be curious to see if it's different. Uh, yeah, I think I need to watch it. I think <laughs> I need to watch it again as much of a labor as that would be. Uh, have to watch another movie that I like. Uh, what a pain. <laughs> what a burden. <laughs> I mean, it, it is still, again, kind of that... Choppy is not the word I would use, right? Mm. More, more of that, like, static feel. Interesting. Okay. So I'm, I'm, it still might pull her out just because of the nature, but right. It, I, I would, I would guess it's much better on a 30 frames per second TV than on a 60 frames per second enhancement. Right. Just the standard instead of some silly TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going okay. back to our solution that they just shouldn't allow 60 frames per second. <laughs> yeah. That should just be automatically disabled on all TV sold. <laughs> Just automatically, like you have to enter a password. You can have artistic freedom something. as long as you're below 30 frames per second. That should be our new rule. <laughs> you can have freedom, but not all the freedom. Just some of the freedom. There's only so much artistic license we can give you. Although, interesting side note... Um, <laughs> You know what I found out actually about frame rates is that The Hobbit was actually recorded at 48 frames per second, double the standard. Really? Which explains why I didn't like The Hobbits that much. Right. Yeah, I was about to say that explains why some of those scenes looked a little strange. Yeah, I did. I did not like The Hobbit. Two. The second one was okay, but yeah, overall The Hobbit was not good. But that makes more sense yeah. now looking back yeah. at the movie. There was some weird scenes where I'm like, something feels off. And it was because yeah. it was 48 frames <laughs> yeah. per second, which is interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that makes sense. It's, it's uh, again, we have to limit artistic freedom. You can't just do whatever you want. It's just the people it have rights. Chaos and madness in this world. 
Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, back to the movie. I thought I don't know, I just I really liked it. It just wasn't it wasn't the boring Spider Man movie, you know? Right. Cause like they've made like like four or ten Spider Man movies that are just all kind of the same, you know? And Right. I I know the new the new Spider Man wasn't so bad. Like it wasn't so boring. Like it was pretty interesting. It was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But this one, this one was just so different, but still the same that it made me so happy. Like it took me so long to figure out, but after a little while, I figured out. Like, oh wait, his uncle died. Like this is all supposed. <laughs> yes. This is how a Spider-Man movie is supposed to be. Like this yeah. is how Spider-Man's journey always is. Is the uncle dies, and and in this case, his uncle died. Yeah. Like in the circumstances surrounding that, eh, whatever, it's fine. I mean, he was a murderous villain for a kingpin, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, similar, but, yeah. but it's the uncle. That's similar. the important part. It's the uncle. Right. That's, that's the key. Right. In conservation of Spider Manness in multiverse realities, you got to have the uncle die. Yeah. Unless you're the girl. The girl has right. a friend. Die, well, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. But isn't her friend the Peter Parker of that universe? Yeah. I don't remember. But hers, I mean, hers is kind of a deviant. (laughs) Point is, going back to yours, it's it's a very good Spider-Man movie. It's a dang good Spider-Man movie. Yes, yes. And I loved, okay, okay, another thing, another important thing is music in every movie that I ever watch. Mm. Oh, have you seen, have you seen Captain Marvel? Yes. Okay, good. <gasps> okay, so, uh, spoiler for Captain Marvel. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Not too much, though. <laughs> but anyway, you've been warned, people. Um, so, music's, like, really integral to a good movie, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what your music is, like, as long as it fits really well. And that's one thing I thought Spider-Verse did amazingly well. Like, yes. I just... It just the music was just right. Like I don't know, you you know, you know how you can't really place like exactly why, but it just it fit so well and it made you just I don't know, mm-hmm. it just it just integrated with the movie perfectly to get your emotional brain waves on all the same spot and stuff, you know, with the movie and Right. It was really good. And this thought really isn't making sense now. But my biggest <laughs> complaint with <laughs> My, and going back to movies and music, my biggest complaint with Captain Marvel is that what's Captain Marvel's theme? She doesn't have a theme, really. Like, mm. you get to the end of Captain Marvel, and I was like, wait, what's her theme song? Like, she doesn't right. really have a theme song, does she? And it's like, not really. Like, Captain America, very clear. Iron mm-hmm. Man, very clear. Right. Avengers, very clear. And And then, like, what happened to Captain Marvel's theme? Like, she did, it wasn't different enough for it to stand out. Right. And it wasn't interesting enough to stand out. And I thought, well, that's that's so sad. And Spider-Verse did not have that problem. Like, I, I, I don't know. It was so good. It was so good. Can I point out another beef about Captain Marvel really quick while we're on it? Yes. Yes, please. I love complaining about movies. It's like my favorite thing. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I appreciate a movie like making fun of the 90s. Like, it's this old historical time. Like, I was born in the 90s. This is the first time I've ever felt, like, victimized by a movie. Like, oh, look at that retro 90s stuff where all these old people grew up in the 90s. 
I'm like, what the heck? I'm only like 25. Why is this so old? <laughs> Uh, huh. <laughs> Anyways, I, I do. I, I have to say, I did not notice this. 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 This thing. I did. I did not notice it as much as you did. It just made me laugh because I'm sure that's going to happen more from now on, right? Like we're getting older, yeah. so we're going to be a historical decade. But I guess so. It, it's just is this, weird. Is this how like? Is this how all people feel? Like, <laughs> is that how the regular old people, the actually old people, feel? <laughs> <laughs> you look back at your childhood and it's like man everyone's making fun of it like that was the days those were the good days and and then like this is maybe this is just part of the human experience yeah maybe just, everyone know. has to have their decade know. mock at some point probably indeed 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 <laughs> anyways going back to the spider-verse this is save the world right and as always we gotta analyze the redeeming aspects of this towards the general population as a whole um first thing saves the world because you just gotta see this movie it will bring you joy that's the first yes reason to watch this movie yes and joy joy is integral to happiness and saving the world like you gotta feel joy i'm just i i can't back this point strongly enough right we're not we're not gonna become the like giver you know society where we save the world by bringing everyone into this dystopia where they don't know joy anyways right that was a diversion (laughs) (laughs) going back to the (laughs) spider-verse yes yes the second reason it uh saves the world is because it's it's forcing animation to change its formula which i like from the 3d graphics side okay of things because we've gotten stuck in this this rut of things have been kind of animated the same way for a really long time. Yeah, okay. There's kind of this this consistent cartoonish feel that all the Pixar movies have and all the every studio kind of has their own style, but they've stuck with that for ages. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, I think Sony's going to plan some sequels to this, which isn't terrible <laughs> in itself, but it might make them feel like, "Oh, like here's our silver bullet now, so we can just always make it like this style." You know, like I, <laughs> right? We're gonna do it like this because this was successful. Right. I, I hope it promotes variety rather than just another set thing that everyone does now. I hope it right. It causes studios to kind of think outside the box with the animation style. Right. Right. That's that's why I love the like the Lego Movie was because it kind of changed the way it was rendered and the style. I mean that, and it's hilarious. Okay. But it's also along the graphics line. It's it's just different, right? It, it causes us to look at the problem differently. Yeah, yeah. No, that's I I definitely agree, and we need that. And we need that breath of fresh air to help remind us that like ingenuity is a thing that you need to do. You need to be you need to be creative with your ideas, even if not everyone likes them. You still got to do it. I feel like we've been spoiled a lot by the superhero movie generation um, mm. where How so? I mean, I love superhero movies as much as the next guy, but all the Marvel movies and DC movies and all this has really spoiled us in terms of how we look at graphics. Cause we just expect everything to be so smooth. Yeah. And in live action, that makes a little bit more sense. But even there, I, I hope that soon people will be a little bit more out of the box in their, their graphics and their special effects. I would love to see like a Lego movie equivalent in style with like live action. Like the intent of the movie is to be mm-hmm. as like weird in the special effects 
like to make them as cheesy as possible, but still have them look really good right. somehow. Like right, an right, ungraphics right. movie somehow. <laughs> yeah, like all all yeah, the explosions are the super cheesy ones from like Adobe After Effects, not modded in any way. Like they're all the same explosion or something, you know, just right. something <laughs> right, that like right. reminds you that it's obviously like generated, but like in a funny and like classy way. You know, I think it'd be cool to do a movie like that. Right. But still have a serious movie. Right. <laughs> like a, still a serious feeling movie. Cause I feel like, I feel like that's possible. Like that's really easy to do with like a silly movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> you and but I like, can make that movie in our basement and no one right, would watch well... it. But... <laughs> <laughs> no one would watch it. Right. What's the budget for this one? 50 bucks. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Goes back to our conversation before. I'm sure there's plenty of movies like that that we analyzed last time. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But, but, could, but could you imagine like a studio like Disney or somebody making a movie where they like restrain themselves to only use like a certain set of special effects that are pretty easily seen, but like somehow do it in a way that's cool and can keep you in the story, even though it's got these really terrible graphics, you know, or really right, set right. graphics. I don't know. Just a thought that came hmm. to mind that I thought would be interesting. That's an interesting thought. I don't know. I don't know. I'd I'd be interested. They'd have to be have to be perfectly executed right but i think it's possible like it sounds like it's doable i would think so i mean i don't know enough about special effects to really me, me neither i just <laughs> i don't know i don't know enough about <laughs> art either or like cinematography <laughs> but i'm sure i'm right, sure disney would right. love if i told them the good idea is to restrain all their <laughs> artists and storyboard writers and i'm sure they'd love that thought oh yeah you just just David coming in and being like, okay, this is how you're going to make a movie. This is how you're going to make it big. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I figured out my other movie complaint. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Um, sorry. I I don't, do you I... want to say it? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Disney, I've been getting kind of sad with with movies lately about, like, mm-hmm. they're, like, the boring story continuations I don't know, like, Marvel's doing pretty good, but, like, I'm kind of bored of the Marvel Universe. It's like, hasn't this been a thing for many years? Like, isn't this, like, kind of an old thing? Right. Can't we move on to something different? And I feel the same way about Star Wars. I'm kind of mm. like, I'm bored of Star Wars. Let's do something different than Star Wars. Like, I'm tired of the weird Star Wars world and universe. But this is totally a tangent, isn't it? It doesn't even relate to my point. My point, my complaint. <laughs> I found out the title for the last, the the ninth Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. and it makes me really grumpy. <laughs> I had a, I had a feeling this is where this was going. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> we are connected. <laughs> I, I do have to say one thing though your your opinion's probably not going to be well received right before the final Avengers movie and right before the final Star Wars movie. <laughs> oh, I know, you, I know. Most people say you probably can't be done until after those ones are right. done. <laughs> right. Then you that's can have true. your grumble about this. But <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I totally agree with you with what I presume your point is on the title of Star Wars Episode Nine. So please continue. Oh, okay. Really okay. Wait, is is this going to be the last Avengers movie? Well, the last of the Avengers, not the last Marvel movie. Right, right. But this is the last of the Avengers movies. Yes. Really? I did not know that. 
Yes, that's why they call it Endgame. <laughs> <gasps> okay, okay, anyway. Back to the, <laughs> my complaint. Uh, spoilers alert for anyone who doesn't, like, like is, is really stiff about spoilers. This is now for the Star Wars movie. Um, so they released the title, right? And the title is, is called The Rise of Skywalker, right? Or something like that. Mm-hmm. And can I just tell you? Can I just tell you why this makes me so mad? Please do. Okay, okay. So like for movies seven and eight, like the one and two of the new, newest trilogy, seven and eight, they've been like, they've been like bigging up the main girl's lineage. They've been like, mm-hmm. who is she? Who could she be? Who are her parents? They were nobody. You know, they weren't anybody. Mm-hmm. And then. And then I feel like they kind of spoiled it for themselves. Right. Like, I feel like they kind of spoiled the movie because they're like, Rise of Skywalker. I'm like, okay, well, spoiler alert for movies seven and eight also coming up. Uh, well, <laughs> Luke died. Like, he's now uh, dead. Like, he disappeared the way Jedi do when they get old enough, I guess. Right. They just, they just like... Disperse into the ether or something, but yeah, right, right, to come back as as ghosts to haunt, <laughs> haunt all and and be weird and talk too much and, and anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's like he's like he's gone, and like that was Luke Skywalker. So who could the new Skywalker be? Spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure Ray's parents were some sort of Skywalkers. <laughs> and that's why she's all connected to the Force. And it makes me really mad because they, like, spoiled their own movie. Right. It's like, smooth, you guys. How could you do this? Like, smooth. And I'm going to be really let down if that's not the case. <laughs> because that's how I think it is, you know? Right. So, we'll see. I I will say... I totally agree with you from like a, a movie standpoint. Like this is not what I wanted Star Wars Episode Nine to be. I wanted them to disconnect <laughs> from the past world. You know, like, yeah. It felt yeah. like they were doing a good job of that so far, and then they just brought it right. all back with the Emperor and everything. It's like, okay, I thought I thought the previous world was done, and now we're in a new Star Wars world. You know, we, I heard we c- about that. Is that a thing? I haven't watched that trailer yet. Oh, you haven't you watched it? Yeah. No. You hear the Emperor's laugh at the end of the trailer. I have to watch that after. I'm pulling it up now so I can watch it later. Cause so, really? Yeah. Are they really doing that? Right. Like So So from my like heart and soul, I'm like, really? I thought we cut all those ties. I thought we were done. And now episode nine is going to be its own cool Star Wars thing, independent of any previous Star Wars things. Right, right. It's like time to turn over a new leaf. And and kind of free Disney up to make whatever Star Wars movies they want to. Right. Can can I say one thing though that I have to yes. give them credit for? Yes. J.J. Abrams probably was the one I'd have to guess that was part of this trailer and the design and all that and the title. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. And as much as I don't like the idea of where this is going, he's a marketing genius in this case. Do tell. Because what happened in eight? All our hopes of Ray being someone special were destroyed. Mm-hmm. All our hopes of connections to the past were destroyed, which I liked. Some people didn't. Right. And what did he do? He 
brings it all back right in the trailer, brings back the the hype of who is Ray again, right? Right. And so he turned everything that people didn't like about eight back around, so that now people are excited about the same questions they were asking before. You know, right? <laughs> and yeah. he's, he's able to do that with a single trailer. So in that okay. case, yeah. it's it's marketing genius. But okay. it makes me okay. sad in the heart because I'm hoping it's not what I hope it's going to do or what I think it's yeah. going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's intellectually you're like, ah, oh, I can see the genius of it. But then deep inside I'm like, well, that's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was hoping for a good thing, but, you know, whatever. We don't have to have a good thing. We can just have more of the same. That's fine. Right. I don't like I don't like that they changed the color of the Star Wars logo either. They changed it to blue. At the oh, very really? End. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it makes me kind of sad. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm not that observant. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. The whole podcast is us talking about things we don't know about. So whatever. <laughs> things we're not qualified to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly. I'm tired of the Star Wars universe. Right. And I'm tired of it all being like interconnected. If they if they can't get off the old rock that was the first three movies and get into some more interesting stuff, like I'm not really interested in Star Wars anymore. Right. Like I just I don't know. We'll have to see. I do like J.J. Abrams as a director, so maybe he will surprise us, and maybe That's Disney true. will finally get fully disconnected and start making some interesting movies with it. But I hope so. I'm really, I don't, I, you know what makes me really grumpy about the Star Wars movies is that they switch directors halfway through. <laughs> yeah. And they switch back. I was like, what in the world are you guys doing? Like, no. Like, are you guys crazy? I think we should go watch it together, mm. you and I. And bring you. our podcasting equipment and do live commentary. <laughs> in the theater with the live action sounds. I like it. I'm sure the theater would let us do that oh yeah oh yeah they'd be fine (laughs) just get one of those quiet boxes that they have for like mothers with babies and stuff and just hang out in there (laughs) yes we just gotta find a cry room and then we can just we can just do our stuff in the cry room the problem with that is though that like since it is a designated cry room we may have to deal with a small child at, at some point or another we apologize that for a majority of the podcast, there'll be a crying baby in the background. <laughs> There's a, cry, uh, a crying baby and a shushing mother. Like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so anyway, I think we should go see it. I was thinking about that earlier today. We'll do it. Just because of the thing. We can do, do a double date <gasps> as married men that we both will yes. be. <laughs> yes. So... Dear listener, if you are hearing this now, you have passed all of the spoilers, just so you know. Um, mm, this is true, yes. And in case you didn't hear the last section, it was like spoilers within spoilers within spoilers. There was about, what, four or five spoiler warnings <laughs> we gave as we referenced other movies. Um, yep, yep. So, and by the end, it was like speculative spoilers. Like, are they spoilers if it's just me <laughs> guessing? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that counts. We weren't sure like, what we were going to say, so we were just throwing them out there just in case. So if you exactly, haven't seen every exactly. movie in the past 10 years, you might not be safe <laughs> listening to the past section. But <laughs> indeed, indeed. Anywho, but you have, you've gone past it now, dear listener, so you can yes, listen with yes. safe ears knowing that you will be spoiler-free 
as far as we know. Yes. Unless, of course, you haven't been keeping up on the news and didn't see the biggest astronomy news of the century. Whoa. That's a big claim. It is a big claim. I mean, that's certainly how big the claim was when I found out about the black hole <laughs> picture that we got. Um, if it's a Google Doodle, then it's got to be big. That's all I got. It's got <laughs> that is true. Anything that makes it to Google Doodle is worth checking out. So, <laughs> so let me let me let me set up the story for everyone. So, I came home from work one day, and my wife pulled out her phone and showed me a thing. And told me about a thing. She was like, oh, have you seen the picture of a black hole? And I was like, no. And then she showed me all the things that she had been seeing all day. About the picture of the black hole that we have. And much much to her disappointment. And much to, much to my disappointment. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> by this whole thing. Underwhelmed. Un- yes, yes, underwhelmed. I thought... I thought to myself, we got a picture of a black hole. Like I, I thought to myself, surely this is not the first time we've seen a black hole. And my second thought was, you can't take a picture of a black hole. I thought that was the <laughs> point of black holes, was that you couldn't see them. I thought that was the idea. Hmm. Well, so then I got to see all those pictures of that little blurry circle. And I thought to myself, hmm, great. <laughs> Looks like a picture with a black hole on it. And I was a little bit confused, especially by especially by one of the titles that I saw along with it. One of the titles was A New Age of Astrophysics Opens Up with this picture of a black hole. And I was like, <laughs> "No? <laughs> I don't think so." <laughs> so, I've been feeling pretty down on the black hole, and I wanted to bring this up because I wanted some explanation from you, David. You're like the smartest person I know. <laughs> and I was hoping that you would have something to tell me that would make me less sad at it. I was wondering if you were seeking some inspiration from your resident <laughs> physicist. <laughs> Indeed I was. Indeed I am. Um, it's interesting to see your perspective on this because it's different than the responses I saw. Um, okay okay being in a different I mean, community was... of course right i mean well and i saw like i'm the only one who's been kind of like eh, it's not that interesting that i know because like I, I don't know i feel like everyone's pretty excited and all the articles i saw were like look at this cool thing and everyone was like well it's a picture of a black hole and i was like but what <laughs> but i don't understand how that's different like we knew they existed Right. Like, we knew what they did. I've seen graphics of black holes. I've seen fake images of black holes. I've seen really pretty fake images of black holes. <laughs> like, I just... I, I mean, at one point I was inside a black hole. That's questionable. But, like, with... with, with um, What's his bucket in that in that movie? Spoiler alert. Interstellar. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. The spoilers never end, people. The spoilers never end. But if you haven't seen it by now, shame on you. Yes. <laughs> you should Another amazing movie. movie to watch. Indeed. So like I just I don't I don't know. It's a pretty cool picture, but I just I don't understand why it's significant. And I was hoping you had some answers. Well, my friend, I do, but Oh, <laughs> let me ex- let me explain my side of the story too because okay yes please when i first saw it i was 
actually in my classroom teaching physics at the time. My students were working on stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the Google Doodle or whatever and clicked on it and saw that it had taken the picture. And, like, my response was kind of similar, but it was more of, like, well, it's about time we got a picture of it. <laughs> like, not really, like, impressed, but more like, well, thank heavens, now we finally got that information down, you know. <laughs> Surprised we hadn't done it right, sooner. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it took us long enough. Um, but I, I think the to answer your question, why, mm-hmm. why is this important? What does it mean? Why does it matter? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I actually saw a really good video. In, in terms of what you're actually looking at, there's a really good video that Derek Mueller does on Veritasium's YouTube channel on what the orange ring around this black hole you're seeing is, what it actually is, and why we can see it, and how that proves the black hole, and what it means about the properties of the black hole, and all this stuff. Okay. He does a really good okay. breakdown okay. of that. So I'll put that on the show notes. Um, okay, yes, please. I really liked his explanation, so I won't go into detail here. But the point is, right, black hole sucks mm-hmm. in everything, but there's kind of this accretion disk that shoots out from the black hole that kind of just spirals infinitely into it. And as it spirals in, it shoots out energy, and that's what you're seeing. Oh. The fact that one side is lopsided compared to the other is proof of the fact that it could be potentially spinning. It also is proof that we might be seeing relativistic effects as light from the backside of the black hole is bending around the black hole to reach us. So anyways, he goes into detail in that video, so I'll defer to him on that. But he does a really good job of explaining what you're actually seeing. Why it's important is kind of twofold. The first reason is just, as always with scientific stuff, verification. We've had theories about Mm -hmm. black holes for a long time. Like you said, we can simulate them on the computer. We've had pretty pictures of what they would look like if we saw them for ages and all these things. Yeah. But until you, like, scientifically verify it, nothing's for sure. And my students often don't realize that there's been a lot of things that weren't always verified that we believed for a long time. (laughs) Right, right. That's always kind of unnerving to realize. Like, oh, by the way, we don't actually know most of this stuff. It's mostly theory. Right, like, for for example, two things that came up today. We were talking about light and uh, um, radiation. And I have Mm -hmm. this book, this old physics book from the 1800s, published in 1895. Before we really had an understanding of how light can travel as an electromagnetic wave and um, it doesn't need a a volume to travel through, this book still has a chapter on ether dynamics. Because back in the day, they believed light traveled through this separate medium and huh. they call it the ether, that light would move through. These particles had to move through the ether, and so there's all these experiments to try and verify the ether. But none yeah. of them worked because there is no ether, right? <laughs> so, like, we had right. all these theories on ether, and guess what? It's not true, right? So okay. you could imagine an equivalent world, right, where a black hole is like ether. We've been theorizing it for ages, and guess what? It's, it could not actually exist, right? So this is, huh. okay, yeah. this is verification of the idea. Um, that we've held to for a long time then mathematically is sound, but we didn't for sure know until we got some photographic evidence, if that makes sense. So that's why, that's the first reason. The second reason is the way they took the picture is potentially useful for future astronomy. And this is what I think that article was alluding to. Of course, articles and journalists like to grab onto buzzwords and use these big power statements. 
But the fact right, that the, right. the, the image was taken by coordinating statistically with multiple telescopes and um, cameras basically across the world in different parts of the Earth's orbit mm-hmm. is pretty astounding. So it's this huge computational model that's taking into fact where the Earth is, where the current telescope is on the Earth. And so we're able to take a much larger picture or much further distant picture than we normally would. Because hmm. we're using basically the whole Earth as the telescope, the width of the Earth, taking over some statistical measurements over different time periods and all this type of stuff, and building this huge computational model that gives us the statistical equivalent to have, having the whole Earth as a telescope, basically. Really? Yeah. Does does um Dirk of Verstablium talk about that in um his video that you mentioned? Um. I can't remember for sure. I think he mostly just talks okay. about the, the the black hole, the black hole, what it means. I think he mentions it a little bit. Um, okay, because that's really interesting to me. That's like, whoa, that's cool. You know, actually, no, I think he does. I, or if okay. if he doesn't, there's a there's some other quick links to things like it. You can find that information pretty quickly. Okay, um, okay. But that that's the the second important thing is this idea that instead of being limited to the telescope of the largest thing we can build, we can mm-hmm. we can gather multiple telescopes and computationally model their relation to each other, and then I get an equivalent telescope that is much much larger than what we could actually build, limited to the size of the Earth, basically. So that would allow us, if we can kind of refine the system even more, we can we can take equivalent distant measurements of other things we can see at that far field range. Okay. That's really interesting. That's really that's really cool, and I really want to understand that one more because that's like, I feel like I'm lacking in like what? What can we do now? Is it really cool? <laughs> Earth-sized telescope? That sounds neat. <laughs> right. <laughs> the the thing that makes it makes me laugh though is it definitely needs more refinement because right now these telescopes already take these huge images, right? Each one individually, right. and so um, that's not the type of level of data that you can just like send over an internet connection, right? Yeah. So they can't just be in coordination with each other over the internet and send their whole images to each other. So what they do is basically just send timestamps of when they took the pictures and stuff. And then they right. actually had to okay, yeah. mail hard drives what? with the actual information on there because the files are so big. So they would actually like snail mail hard drives to the uh, coordination facility. A... <laughs> and then they'd gather all the data and then they'd run the computational model. <laughs> uh, I mean... That's crazy, but I think I think there's a better explanation for what happened. I think they just had problems because the shields, Earth's shields were up, so like <laughs> they couldn't beam it through. So they had to like manually send it. I was gonna the, say hard drive with the Death Star plans on it. You know that makes sense. That's, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say they just couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi in the, the building. They, they didn't have the guest <laughs> password. <laughs> they didn't want. They didn't want to be on public. Uh, you know, network infrastructure. So. <laughs> right, right. NASA people are like, what? Wi-Fi is down. <laughs> Dang. Um, uh, mm, uh, here, we'll just mail it. <laughs> Do you trust this domain? Um, when we're using the McDonald's Wi-Fi across the street, that may not be the best. <laughs> so that's why they had to mail it. Because, you know. You can't do everything at McDonald's. It's just nonsense. <laughs> oh, man. 
adding to that, part of the problem too is some of these telescopes are in very remote locations. Um, mm, I see. And so they didn't have like a you know fiber optic cable that was connecting to some huge network. They just were using satellite or whatever it is. Right, right. That makes sense. Makes sense. Point is, if this system can be refined a little bit more, then the level of images we can take far exceeds what we currently can do. The distance okay. we can get a high enough resolution at. I do think it's funny, though, too, going back to the hard drive thing. They're sending these huge amounts of data with these hard drives. And the end result of this, you know, thousands and thousands of gigabytes and terabytes of information is like a 512 by 512 JPEG, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, it, you know, it fits on your phone just fine. Like, you can use it as your background. Right, so right, this right. huge like, amount of information to get this it. little tiny image, you know, just makes me laugh. Right, right. Man, yeah, I we this uh, I don't know. For some reason I thought there wasn't really a problem with telescopes, but this has opened up a new door in my mind where it's like, oh, maybe there actually is a problem with telescopes. Maybe they're not actually good enough. Maybe we do need to make them better. And if this is a way to make it better, oh yes, I am all on board <laughs> for this. This also explains something my sister told me when I was telling my sister about it. I was like, "Sister, I don't get it. Why is everyone so hyped up?" And she was like, "I don't know." And I was like, "Uh, uh-huh. But she told me that she saw a thing where this lady wrote all this code to make the, like she saw the mm-hmm. she saw like a like an image or whatever of the of all the code that this lady had to write to make all mm-hmm. the satellites behave or whatever, and she said it was an impressive impressive thing. And now now I'm also <laughs> impressed. It sounds like <laughs> much more of a project than I initially gave it credit for. Initially, I thought, oh yeah, just open the telescope, look at the thing, and then ta da. <laughs> Right. You had to use a whole lot of math to get one picture, but I mm. see now. Right. Well, my friend, you've cured me of my <laughs> my sadness towards black holes. Your cynicism. Black <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I have to apologize to my wife for not being more excited <laughs> when she showed me the thing, because it is very exciting. Uh, you definitely have to d- dig deep into it to understand why. And even I had to look into it a little bit more to go, really, like, what does this really mean? That's kind of the conclusion right. I came up with. Right. So. <laughs> I just couldn't get over that, that 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 news article title. I was just like, why are you doing this to me, news? <laughs> a, a new dawn, a new age of astrophysics. I was like, yeah, it's just a picture. If there's, if there's anything Aaron doesn't like, it's clickbait for things he already doesn't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a very simple man. I don't, I don't need you <laughs> and your clickbait. I understand clickbait, and I understand that I don't want it in my life. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I could give you peace of mind towards this problem. Yeah. <laughs> and in terms of saving the world, I mean, scientific progress is always a good thing in my mind. So definitely. Well, and and saving the world, I, I think one thing that we learn about on this podcast often is that. Is that a little bit of information can go a long way. Learning learning just a little bit can really mm. help you not be such a grump about <laughs> things and actually be excited. It's true. And talking to other people about things helps you it's not true. be a grump about things. Helps you gain understanding that you didn't previously have. So, as I was mentioning before, <laughs> it's end of semester. I am now a much more free man than I used to be in terms of my time. Okay, yeah. 
but bring it back two months, middle of semester, newly engaged, and there's just all sorts of things that need to be dealt with on a daily basis, right? And you right, can't right. you can't ignore any of them. You can't okay. fail school. You can't quit your job. <laughs> And you can't tell your fiance that you don't have enough time to do stuff, right? So there's all these things you need to satisfy, right? Listening to you say all those words, it makes me so sad for your schedule and so sad for your time. <laughs> because I, I was only I was only one of those things a few months ago, and it was exhausting. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. Like as you know, like I love busy schedules. Like I like to be busy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it really had me started thinking about a topic I've thought about before where we, people say this idea of balanced work life or whatever you want to call it, right? It's all about staying balanced, right? In your schedule, in yeah, your time. Yeah. I think the idea of it's all about balance is a really bad piece of advice. I think it's mm. one of those phrases that just kind of carries over because it's easy for people to say. But when you mm-hmm. really think about it, it's really not a good way to live life. So let me explain. <laughs> how do you how do you mean? Yeah, do t- do tell, <laughs> do tell. I I don't totally understand. I I think I understand what you're getting at, but but do tell. Okay, so let, let me give you kind of an analogy, right? So let's say let's talk about diets, for example, right? Okay. A lot of people will go on certain types of diets, but they'll have like no carbs or no fat or whatever it may be, right? Mhm. And then after the diet, the idea is that, oh, the, once you are done with the diet, you can go back to some balanced or regular diet, right? Yeah. And you should be good, right? Um, but usually what happens is people still put on some weight, hopefully not all of it back on, right? Right, right. But that's that's com- that's a common piece of advice you'll get, like, oh, just have a balanced diet. Um, but I was talking to my uncle, and he he's kind of a, a health nut, and he, he owns a gym and does consultations and stuff with people um and he specializes mm-hmm. in like pre-diabetes pre-diabetics okay and he's like well when you're talking to a diabetic um it's not all about balance right or a pre-diabetic like they really need to cut down on carbs and right even after they've gone through some diet like they still need to they have to have less carbs and less sugar than regular people do if they just have that tendency they have to live a different lifestyle if they want to be healthy right Right, so you you wouldn't tell them, oh, it's just all about a balanced diet, and you'll be fine. It's like no, because their body has different tendencies that they have to work with. Mm-hmm. And so, go, going to like thinking about in terms of schedule and how you use your time and just anything where people say it's all about balance, I think it's a kind of a, a lazy approximation for the actual answer to your problems. <laughs> if that if that makes sense. I. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> do tell. So, if someone told me, for example, in these past two months where my my schedule's been crazy busy, if they just said, "Oh, you know, it's all about balance," I'd have to disagree, right? My mm-hmm. my first priority is to my family and my fiance, right? Mm-hmm. Making yeah. sure that everything, all of her needs are taken care of, and my family's needs are taken care of. Right. My second priority is to my work, right? Because that is my income. Like, I can't survive without... <laughs> I can't just not go to work, right? Like, right, right. And then um, 
then to my schooling, right? Because good grades are needed for future. And then, right? Like, yeah. so there's all these tiers. And so it's not simply the case of, oh, if I just try and keep them all on equal footing and give as much time and attention to all of them, that'll be good. Because that's not true. I, I physically can't do that. So when you can't physically right. do that, you have to prioritize. Yeah. You have to establish what you prioritize and why you prioritize it. And then you follow in that order. I'm going to give this much time to this because it's the most important. And then this and then this and any extra time I'll give to that. Yeah. Okay. So when someone says it's all about balance, I always want to say, well, well what's the truth? <laughs> like, what, what do you really ground it in, right? Because like, there's lots of things you want to do. But what That's what nice. what do you prioritize? You know what what right, where, right, what's right, the key right. here? You know. That's a nice lie you tell yourself. Now tell me what you really do. <laughs> right. Going back to the pre-diabetic case, right? You you don't say it's all about balance. The truth is they need to stay off as much carbs and sugar as possible. But they also want to enjoy life, so they're gonna eat sweets now <laughs> and then, right? So, but your right. priority is to stay healthy. So it's not all about balance. It's that you try and stay healthy, and then you enjoy things here and there when opportunity comes up but that's not an all about balance answer you know like so it's just yeah. i think a pet peeve of mine that i have developed recently because i think i think it's a lazy phrase we use that is kind of an approximation to how you should live life but it by itself is not the truth right you have to prioritize and often there's situations where there is a more underlying principle that you're ignoring if you just say it's all right. about balance Hmm. Interesting. I, 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 I agree. I agree. I hadn't really thought about it. It hasn't really bothered me as much as it sounds like it has bothered you. <laughs> but I, I agree this idea of there's like the simple version of balanced, which is like everything gets the same amount of attention. Like mm -hmm. nothing gets more attention than anything else. And I think that's the simplized version of balance that we like to think about. It's like you're not leaning more one way or another. Right. I think balance can be used to describe the like a, a more complicated understanding of balance could be used to describe how we actually are successful at life. Right. Um, one of the one of the sayings I've heard recently a lot is you win at what you focus on. So if you want to win at something, you have to focus on it. That's how you, that's how you win at things. Like if you if you're not focusing on it, if you're not working at it, you're not going to win at it. You're not going to get it. Clearest examples are like getting married and 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 finding a girl to be with. Like you don't get that if you're not doing the work that it requ <laughs> that's required, you know? If you're not right. going on dates, if you're not focusing on another person, then you're failing. You're not it's not working and you're not going to be successful at it. And so Man, I haven't even coalesced my thoughts yet. They're still like <laughs> like clouds of matter just floating around in my brain. Can I give an additional thought that maybe will help clarify and yes, maybe yes. help in the, the process? <laughs> yes. Um, I agree that like balance doesn't just mean I gave 25% to this idea, 25% to this, and 25%. Right? It doesn't mean like perfect right. equilibrium between all things that can retain your time. Going away from like scheduling or that type of thing let's let's say there's like a a work problem for example mm -hmm. where there's conflicts of interest right among different people of what they want to do or a certain policy you can imagine that 
a setup of compromise for some problem that may be happening at work, whatever it is. Right. And you could say like, it's something like a compromise is kind of just like balancing it out between all the different people trying to keep people happy and all this stuff. Right. 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 Yeah. Which is why I usually have a fundamental disagreement with most compromises. If you always go to that simple idea of, Oh, it's just about balancing out everyone's emotions and everyone's wants and just trying to make everyone happy as much as we can. Right. It's just kind mm-hmm. of this numbers game. Again, same idea. We're ignoring the underlying factor of what should be true. Like what do we prioritize? And if it mm-hmm. is something that should be prioritized, it doesn't matter what the balance is. The underlying principle of truth should be more important than the balance itself. I think we, we I think we value the balance part more than what is guiding how we weight the balance itself if that makes any sense okay yeah why, why do we choose to weigh more things differently than the other why, why do we give preference to certain things if we focused in on what was deciding that then we would get to more useful thoughts about the subjects in which we say things like oh, it's all about balance i guess that's what i'm trying to point out get to the get to the factor that's determining how you balance it not just leave it at it's all about balance right but figure out figure out your weight system for how you're gonna if i understand that correctly you're saying figure out uh it's it's more important about how you how you balance it and what you what you put your interest and your time into and why why do you balance that that way okay 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 if you if you look into that you'll get more interesting advice (laughs) and components of how you should live your life and in in these certain scenarios what you should do that's true that's no i like that that's that's super true because when you do look at like why you do things and why why you balance things the way you do like why you care about things as much as you do it does unlock some some level of understanding for yourself and for what others mean to you and how you can change to make that better right if that if that's if that sounds like the point that you're making, if, yes. that, if that sounds right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you got <Okay>. it. <laughs> you, you dug deeper into yourself. Just kidding. <laughs> and found <laughs> this inner truth, Aaron, that I was trying to pull out from you. No, I think you pulled it out. I think that's what happened. <laughs> Cause you didn't just balance between trying to listen nicely and respond politely appropriately right? <laughs> you didn't just balance that you went deep into why you want to do that <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> that makes sense has there been any specific had any specific experiences of this lately where you where you've thought about why you care about something and it's changed the way you behave like has this happened to you recently um just going back to kind of the work scenario, being a teacher, without going into too much detail, there's a lot of times where there's new programs they introduce and new policies and things like that. And one of the other teachers I work with will say things like, oh, like, you know, it's just all balancing type game, right? Of keeping them happy and doing what we want to do and, you know, that type of thing. And so you mm-hmm. play along as needed and, all that stuff. And like, that always really bugs me. Cause I'm like, okay, but what's, what's the truth? <laughs> Do we not yeah. care about this at all? If we shouldn't care about this, then we need to find ways to get rid of it. So it's not taking up our time. 
is there something right. good in this policy or whatever it may be that we should be holding on to, then we need to focus our attention to the good part of the policy rather than getting stuck in the policy itself. But instead of we just get lost in this, oh, just keep everyone, you know, gelling, you know, keep everything status quo. <laughs> it's all about balance between what they want and what we want. And it's like, no, let's 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 get down to the element of interest here that we should be finding and focusing our attention on. But we never seem to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. And that, that, that ties into a lot of, at least a lot of what I understand about great people or people who have done things that are amazing mm-hmm. is that they have that mindset that you take of it's, it's less important to balance everything and to just, to just focus on, in this example, to just focus on the policies when we should be focusing on what's, what's the policy for, why is it implemented and right. how can we make that more successful? Like if that's a successful thing and that, if that's something that we need, how do we mm-hmm. make that a bigger thing? Right. And I think that's an aspect of great people, like amazing people who've done amazing things, is that they they can pick something, they can see the see the good in something, or see the importance of something, and they they run with it and they try and make that important and try to I don't know, spread the word. <laughs> try to try to make a change in that area right regardless of whose toes they step on or, or regardless of the cost to them in some cases they they find where the merit lies and they pull as much as they can out of that point rather than worrying about balancing this a system whatever that system may be yeah huh. so anyway so this has just been me ranting for a while, but now you know my new my one of my pet peeves. So don't ever say that. <laughs> don't, so, so, don't ever say right, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's a it's a lot more important and a lot bigger of a thing than I can wrap my head around at this moment, honestly. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to follow up on it after you've pondered on it. Yes, yes, after I've had time to marinate. <laughs> It's interesting this I, this idea of balance and the way that you actually accomplish things and the way you actually win. You know, it's, it's right. You can't ever really accomplish any, anything if you're not if you're not choosing your balance carefully, right? And not doing things that matter, right? And thus, you need to know you, how you decide what you're doing in those situations, yeah. and that will lead to greater insight. So, people, if you're going to save the world, you're not going (laughs) to balance things. You're going to dig deep and find these principles that will change the world. Yeah. I I like it. I like it. (laughs) Just went deep there for you. I hope that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's okay. If you can can (laughs) be okay with my difficulty of keeping up, then it's definitely okay. You're saying you can't change your entire mindset of the way you think in a couple of minutes that we've talked about this principle. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have wealths of new insights about this idea just based on our short conversation. (laughs) Sadly, this day, no. (laughs) I do not. All right, I'll give you a day and then we'll talk about it again. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) Great, thanks. So generous. Make sure you balance your pondering time with the other things in your life. So. <laughs> <laughs>
What? <laughs> <laughs> I will do no such thing. I will only do the one thing. I will focus on this until it explodes my brain. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was my point either, but... <laughs> oh, uh, I do think I need to ponder this more then. 